Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Rehab Mastery, our online mentoring program, Edge Mobility System, and Modern Manual Therapy, the Eclectic Approach. And my co-host is... Uh, Dr. Andrew Rothschild, uh, at Spear Physio with Modern Patient Education. Right. Andrew is done mentoring, and uh, just like our last episode, he's back as a regular co-host. Well, I have... Uh, I have an interesting case, and it it shouldn't take too long. There's a a runner that I was seeing. Um, he was a high school runner and a collegiate runner. Um, he had a patellar fracture in high school, so he had one surgery there, arthroscopic. Um, the history was that he kept on having knee locking and painful knee clicking, and then it turns off. Turns out that he had a huge bone chip and. Uh, fractured off his patella and it would intermittently derange the joint. So there's one Ooh. surgery ar- around when he was in high school. Then he had a couple more arthroscopic surgeries. So for the last two years, he just hasn't been able to get back to running. And I'm not, ex- I don't exactly remember if it was after his third surgery, but no matter what he tried, and he actually went to two PTs that I recommended just because he initially came to me and he didn't want to do cash based at first, which I totally understand. So I, I recommended him to two PTs I really trust. And it was the same thing that he experienced with multiple other practitioners. He could only get so far before his knee really flared up again. They could, his knee basically is fine as long as he does anything other than work out or run. <laughs> and his goal is ultimately to work out and to I run, run especially to run. Yeah, he has a passion for running. His wife is a runner and they want their kids to be runners. So yeah, that's not really, he wasn't really happy with just not running, but he couldn't cycle or squat or deadlift or anything either. Um, So I saw him probably four times. And on the first visit around September, um, I found that he had, he met the lumbar clinical practice patterns. I talk about my courses and he also complained of severe hip tightness and it wasn't necessarily something that the other PTs looked at. He also had about zero degrees ankle dorsiflexion on that side. So after doing a couple lumbar side gliding resets, his hip felt quite a bit looser and just keeping up with those for several weeks, uh, his hip had completely normal range of motion after that visit. With his ankle, I thought it might be slightly more of slow responding. He uh, just told me on the fourth visit, didn't tell me on on the first visit that as a runner, he sprained his ankles, always left more than right, uh, multiple times over the course of his running career. And we were able to reset it doing some just standard ankle dorsiflexion, um, lateral tibial glides and tibial internal rotations. Again, stuff I teach in my courses. Uh, he was able to then squat and working out. I got him doing a lot of BFR for several weeks just to kind of ease his way back into working out. So that was September. Around um, November, he started to get a little bit of a flare-up again anytime he ramped, ramped up his activity. So it was mostly with the elliptical. He, I told him to back off the elliptical or really be mindful a lot about bouncing up and down and uh, be mindful about his left foot turning outward. Um, he also had to stop deadlifts. It turns out that his deadlift form, his hips kind of shift a little bit to the right when he deadlifts. 
which I think might have been giving him a tibial external rotation, which was sensitizing his his left knee, which is the involved knee. But ultimately, um, his main problem in November, other than just a minor flare-up, which ended quickly when we just identified things that he shouldn't be doing, was that he said no matter how many times he reset, his lumbar spine was easily reset, his hip was easily reset, but his ankle could, he, he said he could do them 100 times. And within five minutes, he was pretty much at zero ankle dorsiflexion again with a, you know, the lunge test against the wall. Um, so I said, hey, you know what? You might be a slow responder. We'll just try to do, so I gave him a lot of eccentric step downs, a lot of eccentric stretching. I said, this might take a long time to really kind of essentially lengthen and strengthen with eccentrics. So he was down, he was on board with that. And he tried again for um, at least a month. And again, very little change uh, overall. Um, and then just, I just saw him yesterday, actually. And uh, he said, you know, my ankle's been feeling great. His knee was just a little flared up, um, but overall his ankle and his hip and everything else was, was fine. But you'll never guess what he did to uh, improve his ankle range of motion. <laughs> Static stretching. Um, no, it's actually, well, I guess it would be static, a form of static stretching, but it's more like static slacking. Um, oh. He had, yeah, he's worried. He was worried about being at a medical conference where he was basically manning a booth for an entire weekend. Um, because he was so worried about that and knowing he had limited ankle mobility, he bought heel lifts. Wow. So he had been wearing heel lifts for about three weeks because uh, his his heel or his his knee did not flare up at all um, standing in the booth. And then he started working out and cycling and doing everything except the elliptical because it turns out elliptical and deadlifts bother his knee. So upon measuring it, he was only about half an inch away from the wall uh, compared to his right side, which is five inches away with the lunch test. And, uh, you know, I just thought, that was super interesting. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't exactly know what it was, because um, you know how I teach positional inhibition techniques, where yeah. instead of stretching, you inhibit everything. I just think it was more of like a, I, I don't know how often he checked his dorsiflexion, but if he if he were set it minimally every hour and checked it every hour, and all he ever got was a huge painful perception of stretch, right. is that enough to li- is that enough to limit dorsiflexion versus just being relaxed, being in a heel lift? for three weeks so he doesn't ever get that perception of stretch is that now enough for him to have normal dorsiflexion yeah you know what i mean yeah that's that was my thought is you're you're putting the tissue on slack just enough so maybe you know if there's any sort of any sort of uh tone response from a from a stretch perception that it kind of just takes it away for a period of time and the system sort of self-regulates sure yeah, there aren't too many other joints, I think, that would, would work with this kind of static slack. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, you'd have to be put in like a, an immobilization into the slacking position as opposed to the stretch position. You know what I mean? Like maybe right. uh, maybe the next time someone isn't really responding to the uh, like a dynamic splinting, maybe they should dynamic splint the opposite way and see what happens. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting and there's definitely food for thought. If any of you guys especially have difficulty restoring passive ankle dorsiflexion, I mean, I thought for sure he was a slow responder. And at this point, I thought maybe for sure he he might've had some sort of anatomical variation where he never had dorsiflexion on that side um, compared to this other side. Like like maybe it was just a, um, 
bony changes from repeated ankle sprains even while he was developing but it turns out he only has a, a minor loss of dorsiflexion um so where can people find you andrew people can find me uh, at spear underscore physio both on twitter and instagram all right and you can find me dr e at uh, modmt.com slash instagram facebook youtube or Twitter, uh, so you can follow me in your social media platform of choice. Make sure to check out myself and Dr. Andrew Rothschild, along with Dr. Kyle Coffey at Modern Rehab Mastery. Check out all my products at edgemobilitysystem.com. We have all new products now, Edge Kettle Grip, the um, Edge Portable Treatment Table. It's super light. It's only 24 Ooh. pounds, and it adjusts a lot easier than wooden tables. It adjusts just like uh, crutches do, like aluminum crutches. Um, it's also perfect for manipulation, has just the right amount of padding so you can do a thrust manip and it won't get totally absorbed like most portable treatment tables. So check out all that stuff, edgemobilitysystem.com and check out our best sellers. Um, make sure to also rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts and just hit subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also again, Apple Podcasts. And as always, you guys have a great day.